The following podcast is brought to you by Starbucks Canada. I think if I didn't tell myself that, why am I waiting? And like have that conversation with another person who knew nothing about my situation and, you know, asked me like, but why? I don't think I would have made the right decision for myself. From the Toronto Support Centre, this is Career Passport, a podcast featuring partners across the country, showcasing how they landed in the role they're in today and uncovering the stories behind their career trials and triumphs along the way. I'm your host, Donna Ewan. I'm a partner within the talent acquisition team here at Starbucks. So buckle up your seatbelt as we meet our guest for today. We are so excited to have Leslie Richards on the show. Welcome and thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Donna. When you were first selected, I looked you up on LinkedIn and really couldn't help but notice that you have a nursing background. How did you end up at Starbucks? It all stemmed from a year break. I had done three years of nursing And during that time, my mom had actually fallen a little bit ill. So I moved back home. And at one of my random jobs, at one time, I had three different jobs. Um, I was working in a nightclub, talking with one of the girls there. And she was like, you know what? You're super easy to talk to. And you have a really great like temperament. I was like, oh, thank you so much. I think you should try Starbucks. And I was like, oh, I've never gone in. It's like super intimidating in there. Like I've never even gone to coffee there. She's like, no, you should try it. I went home. I didn't apply right away, but I applied kind of like the next day in the morning and they called me. Spoiler alert, you obviously got the job (laughs) as a chef supervisor. Do you still recall your first day? My first day was so inviting. I just remember everyone, like there was a board that said like, welcome Leslie. And like everyone knew that I was the new girl who was named Leslie and their manager was also named Leslie. So they're like, this can get confusing. They made like a nice little joke about it you'll be L2 and she'll be L1 or like whatever that looks like. Um, and then we realized, oh, can I spell it different? So I actually got the nickname IE because I spell it Leslie, L-E-S-L-I-E. And then that kind of stuck. <laughs> but it was like a nice kind of initiation into the store. And, you know, they showed me around. They greeted me like with such warmth and like introduced me to so many regulars. It was the nice community store. And every single customer, they're like, hey, and this is our new shift supervisor, Leslie. She's actually just started her training. So it was super nice. What was the pivotal moment of when you saw Starbucks as a part-time job in between nursing school to becoming a career? Yeah, it actually stemmed from my district manager at the time. Her name was Andrea. And she asked me, what are you doing outside of Starbucks? I said, oh, I'm planning to go back to nursing. Oh, that's cool. I'm sad, though. I'm like, oh, why? I think you'd be a great manager one day. I was like, manager? I'm like, whoa. Uh, I never saw myself managing anybody. Like I've never, I never really thought of myself in a management position before. And she was like, there's something in you. There's a drive. There's, there's an energy that I think would be really um, an asset here. How about we have a coffee date? I was like, okay, what's that? Let's just sit down over coffee and I'll talk to you about what it looks like to become an assistant manager. I'm like, but I'm going back to school. And she's like, okay, no problem. So we set it up and I like got super prepared and like, you know, researched. I was still new in role. So I was still researching which coffees I liked and like what to pair it with. So I chose my favorite one that I tried my first day and I paired it with something just different that we couldn't, we couldn't get at Starbucks. So I made my own fruit and cheese plate. And, you know, my fiance is like, oh my God, you're really putting a lot of effort into this. I'm like, well, I just, I really want to show up for this meeting because I don't know what's going to come from it. From that meeting, she really sold me on what I would be joining. Clearly, you're a standout candidate. And I really want to dive deeper into that. If you're to reflect on it, what do you think differentiates you from your peers as someone who gets sought out to become an assistant store manager? 
I think at the time I was, uh, you know, I definitely had fresh eyes and I, I took every opportunity to learn something new. Like I, I really went after it as like, I want to master this. I was a closing shift, so I wanted to master what does 100% cleanliness look like and what does that look like on my team and how do I get people along with me? So the coaching culture uh, was definitely something that really resonated with me because it was about bringing people along. Every time I would ask for something more, she'd be like, you really want to do more? And I'd be like, yeah. And I think it's that piece of putting your hand up and, you know, pushing your own development and pushing your own, how can I be the best? That just came naturally to me because I'm competitive and nursing is competitive. But I took what I learned from that and I applied it here. And I think it just kind of set me apart. I wasn't waiting for someone at that time to be like, yeah, like, let's do this. Like I was, I was pushing my knowledge because I wanted to be great. Do you feel that having a nursing background and you talking about how nursing has taught you a lot about empathy also really set you apart? Yeah, I think what I love most about the nursing career and what I have respect for is just how much compassion and empathy and care someone can have for another person. And I found that here through coffee, though. It was totally unexpected. Just being able to make little moments of difference, of happiness for somebody who maybe doesn't talk to someone all day. Maybe someone who doesn't get to see their family all the time and you became that secondary family for them was just so nice. And I think was a part of the community that I I really connected with because I grew up in a very large extended family. Like it was just really my mom, me and my sister growing up. But our large extended family, I remember those like big events where we'd all get together and really connect. And that's what it felt like when you go to work. It was just like a big family getting together. That's incredible. You were in ASM for about 10 months and then, you know, you went to a store manager role for two months. How long were you at your permanent store for? Yeah. So the two month stint was a, it was kind of like a piot. So like almost a test to before I interviewed. And then I was at my, uh, my permanent store for over six years. In those six years, what were some challenges that you overcame? There was this essence of you're a stranger until you're not. They weren't invested in me yet. And I think there was one day there was this one customer. We had had a couple interactions before, but she didn't know who I was. And people always warned me like, oh, Doris can be rough. Oh, okay. I met her finally. And I was like, hi, good morning. Like, how are you? No answer. Uh, what, what can I get for you? No answer. Didn't acknowledge my presence. Didn't look at me at all. It was just on her phone. Um, and then my shift from behind me was like, oh, that's Doris. She gets this, this, this. I'm like, okay, thank you. Like, so Doris, is that what you normally get? No answer. Hands me money. All right. Thanks, Doris. Have a great day. Like, just continue the interaction. But my goal was for Doris to acknowledge my presence. (laughs) My goal the next few days after that was, hey, do you always get that? Like, why? Like, why do you get that drink? And like, slowly but surely, like, I itched away that exterior. And, you know, I connected with her when I found out she was a nurse. And she was a hospice nurse. And every day she deals with dying patients. Kind of made me understand her a little bit more. Like she had that tough exterior because she had to be, you know, she was a support for a lot of people. I broached the subject. Hey, like I heard you're a nurse. That's so awesome. I was actually in school for nursing and I took a break to serve some coffee. She just finally looked up and she's like, really? Tell me more. We finally just started having conversations about it. And it took maybe a good two, three weeks of trying to find a way to talk to her, to really connect with her. Um, And it took connecting about nursing and about people to really fully get her engaged. And do you find that you were stretched in this way to continue to get to know your customers at the store? 
Yeah. Like I think, you know, you're always concerned about your team. And I think I was in a position where my team was not permanent yet. Like there was definitely a lot of turnover for me. Um, you know, I was a new leader. Some people laugh because they're like, oh, she's new. She doesn't know what she's doing. Like there was a lot of uh, overcoming that. Like, you know, a new leader is not going to survive on the Danforth. That's what I heard often. Um, and there was definitely a, a little bit of an air of like, no one survives at Langford. Like that was a known fact. And I was just determined to be like, no, like let's be known for that store that everyone wants to come to. Like everyone wants to be here because we're awesome. It took some work. It took some, a lot of long nights, but a lot of it was I served the customers the way I would want to be served. That's really, really inspirational. Is there anything else that you're really proud to have accomplished at that store? I think my tenure there allowed me to do some really great work in that area. I became a fixture to them. We even relocated the store from one corner to another corner. And our customers were so concerned that we weren't going to be there still. Like they were so concerned it was going to be a new team, a new manager. There was so much care and love there that I was just like, I know I'm doing something right. I know our team's doing something right because they missed us. We were closed for four days and I got the most emails, the most calls, like the biggest welcome back when we opened up our doors just because we became such a part of their day that I, yeah, it was hard to leave. When I decided to come to Park Home, it was really hard because it, it felt like it was leaving my family. Things really sounded like they're, they've been going really well at your store in the beaches. You were comfortable there. And so what really led you to wanting to take on a new challenge such as Park Home? And how did the employee assistance program come into play? We had done a lot of that store. Like I was a training store. I had, uh, we had relocated the store. At one point, like I had already, we did a store immersion with a regional vice president. And I was like, oh yeah, like this is awesome. Like glory to Google was great. Um, being a training store, like a lot of the assistant managers and SMs in the district came from my store. It felt like a family. Like it felt like a big extended family, but there was something missing. I felt like, okay, I've done a lot. I've done a lot of training, done a lot for the district. I've done a lot, I think for my store. I've done a lot for my community, but I was missing something. And I interviewed at a couple places and I was very clear about what I was looking for. And I was looking basically for Starbucks. <laughs> I was talking, I was asking about their mission statements. I was asking about, you know, how do they treat their employees and questions that you could tell, like the recruiters like, why do you like, these are weird questions. And I'm like, well, I come from Starbucks and I, I know what I deserve. And they're like, oh, why are you leaving? When they said that once, and I'm like, I don't know. And I, you know, I called the AP and I had never done it before. My boss had always been like, oh, you should, you should try, like call and see. Everyone should try it once. The intake program process took about 20 minutes. But even in the intake process, before she even knew what was going on with me, she's like, how are you? And just that question was like, oh, like, I don't even know. And it was just the heaviness of that. I was, and she's like, tell me more. And like, I knew in my head, I'm like, oh, I've had this conversation with other people before, um, but I had never done it for myself. Right. And I think just being honest with her, I'm like, I feel lost a little bit. And she's like, tell me about your job. And then, you know, I told her like, these are all the things that are going well. She's like, okay, but what's not? I'm like, well, I guess I want more. And she's like, okay, so have you asked? And I'm like, oh, I can't do that. Like, what do you mean? You know, you, your district manager, have you asked her for more? Yeah, I have. Like, we have conversations about it. She's like, but you, have you asked what that more means? Like, what does that mean to you? What is it? Like, it came up in your mind. Like, what is it? In the end, it, I wanted a different store. I wanted a new, I, I wanted a new challenge. But I think, she's like, I think you're afraid to disappoint people that you want to move. They're going to think you don't like what you do. But I can clearly see that you do. I hear it in your voice. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to leave. She's like, so don't. Just ask for more. From that conversation, give me the courage because it was hard. It was hard to be like, hey, like I know all the things we do together. I know all the great things I've been able to do here, but I want more for me. I want to do something that's going to stretch me and really like learn something new. And she's like, okay. 
Yeah, and that more led you to Park Home, which for those who may not know, is the store right under Support Center. So lots of different types of customers from neighborhood residents to festival attendees and even some of our executives here at Starbucks Canada. No pressure. Um, but really, I, before we do go into the Park Home store and that experience, do you recommend other store managers who might also be feeling a little bit stagnant? love Starbucks, consider taking on a new store. I think they should if they reflected as to what is holding them back in their current store. Like for me, it was really in my time there, I felt I felt I had done every single thing I could do at a store and I needed a new experience. But I think it takes a lot of time for you to really want to self-reflect. Like, am I leaving because I don't like something? Am I leaving because I'm maybe not having a good time or maybe I'm leaving because something else is really bothering me and I I want something new? And I think a lot of that has to do with an honest conversation with your manager or whatever that looks like. To be honest, I'm like, these, this is how I'm feeling. You know, these are the things I think I bring to the table. What do you think, right? And have that conversation and be prepared for the honest answer because it could be like, why are you bored? You know, it could be that the store's not for you, but I think a lot of the time it's, we're waiting for someone to tell us what's next. And I think if I didn't tell myself that, why am I waiting? And like have that conversation with another person who knew nothing about my situation and, you know, asked me like, but why? I don't think I would have made the right decision for myself. That's amazing that EAP was able to help you come to that conclusion. And coming to Park Home, obviously a different type of challenge. And so even explain a little bit about the contrast of the two stores. I was going to double the volume. Um, Obviously, it's a highly visible store, high profile store. And you talked about it like festivals every weekend. I started in the summer. So they were seeing like $10,000 days on like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, which was great and super fun. But the most busy square I've ever seen. I had no idea the amount of events that would go on at Mel Asman Square and just a thriving community. So like, you know, during the day you have the high tower and a lot of like high volume. But then at the evening, it's all about serving your community um, and the people who live in the area and really being a part of that. And I think the Willowdale community is like so inviting. They, they care so much about what's going on here. And that, that square is a really great place to connect so many different people. That's an incredible opportunity. How many partners did you have at your old store versus this store? I had anywhere from like 20 to 23. And I was going to a store with about 27 at the time. Um, and now we're sitting about 34, 35 partners. How did you go about gaining trust with your new team? I think, you know, what really resonates like from even when I started is like, you're a stranger until you're not, right? They accept you until they don't. And I think I really came in with the openness that I think they were waiting for. And I think they really wanted to see that I was here for the right reasons. I wanted to be here for me. This was a move I made for myself. And this was something I really was excited to do. And I was excited to take them to a different level. And they were open to me, thankfully. But I took the time um, from the leadership I had here to go through each partner and ask them three simple questions. What can I do for you? What would you change in our store if you could? And tell me more about yourself. What do you like to do outside of the store? And I think it's because it's such a high volume and such a busy store and there's so much always going on. A lot of the partners really resonated with someone wanting to really get to know them and how I was going to then commit to how I'm going to work with you. Did you find that these conversations were helpful, actually? 
yeah, like a lot of the uh, a lot of the stores in the district started hearing like, oh, like your partners are coming to our stores and telling us like they really like you. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. And like my shift supervisors, I remember one of the shifts was just like in our first meeting together was like, you're my seventh manager. I'm like, oh, okay, that's a lot. And he's like, yeah, I've been here for three years and you know, hopefully you're a good one. And I was like, oh, so they you could feel there was a little bit of a she's new and you know this is a high volume and this is park home and there was a little bit of that but I think when I just I was just trying to be myself and you know genuinely try to get to know them I think they really 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 responded to that that's incredible and so we need to ask this burning question because you are the park home manager of course do you feel that pressure of having high profile customers at your store definitely when I said yes there was like oh I said yes to park home. <laughs> like, you know, you get in your head a little bit. Um, but again, like I was on that path of like self-reflection. I'm like, no, I'm doing this for me. This is what I want to do. And I just looked at the job. And I was like, the job is the same everywhere. It's a Starbucks store, just like anywhere else. We just have different customers, but those customers are partners and they care. Like they're going to care about the partners that work for them. They're going to p- care about how we're doing. And I went in with the understanding of like, I'm not going to serve the person's title. I'm going to serve the person. And I was very clear with that concept, as simple as it sounded. And a lot of my partners were like, okay, Leslie, like that's, that seems a little kooky. Like, let's see how this plays out. Um, But I truly tried to live it every single day. Like, I don't want you guys to think about anybody's title. I don't want you to think about anything else besides their name is X and you're serving them, not their title. That's really great advice. And on that topic of advice for our last question, what is a useful piece of career advice you would give? It was definitely around the time I said yes to Park Home. I received a visit from the regional vice president at the time, Caroline Turness and um, Michael Conway, our president. And it was really just to meet me. And uh, there, there had been a situation they came by just to see how I was doing. And I asked them both for some advice. I'm like, well, you go there every day. You're the, you're the regulars. Like, what do you think I should do? And they both had the same advice for me. And it was a bit curious. Be as curious as you can be because you're going to get the answer of we've always done it this way or it's park home. And they knew. And it was it was refreshing to hear that they knew that. But they're like, just be curious. Always ask why. Always keep searching. Always keep searching for another opportunity. And clearly with you saying yes to this opportunity, you are already doing that. Just don't lose that. And I think there's so much in that. I think there's so much more we can ask. There's so much, there's so many other questions we can ask somebody to be curious about them when we connect with them, to be curious about their process, their journey, that I think there's so much value in just the simple fact of be curious, just always asking why, always asking what else, what else is next. And that wraps up this episode of Career Passport. Be sure to like, subscribe, and if you feel up for it, even give us a review. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Donna Ewan, and this is Starbucks Canada Career Passport.